Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hi, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. When Hurricane Harvey hit Texas in August of 2017, readers of USA Today's website were able to watch dramatic aerial video footage of the city of Houston flooding, a nearby chemical plant immersed underwater, and other startling views of the disaster. But these eye-catching clips weren't shot by a cameraman perched in a helicopter, as they might have been in the past. Instead, they were captured by robotic drones equipped with cameras and piloted by operators on the ground. Ever since, the Federal Aviation Administration issued new regulations in 2016, making it easier for news organizations to use the flying robots, drones have become a hot new news-gathering tool. Prior to the change, a drone had to be piloted by someone trained and licensed for manned aircraft, requiring hours of cockpit experience. The new rules only require an operator to study and pass a test to be certified for drones. Some journalism trading programs are making big investments in a drone future. Matt Waite is a journalism professor at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, who heads the school's drone journalism lab. 
He's trained 390 journalists across the nation in the past year on how to use drones, and he says that probably about half of them have gone on to obtain FAA certification. He estimates that somewhere between dozens to low hundreds of U.S. news outlets, and not just TV stations, but newspapers and radio stations too, now use unmanned aircraft in news gathering. Drone use is rising at a time when the once seemingly ubiquitous news helicopter is in decline. While definitive numbers aren't available, TV News Check, an industry publication, estimated in 2013 that there were only 100 to 120 news choppers still flying around the country, down from 180 before the late 2000s economic downturn. For news outlets, drones are a far less expensive news-gathering tool than helicopters, which can cost 3 to $4 million apiece, including the cost of cameras and equipment, and consume a significant amount of fuel. Await said you can buy a really good drone kit for about $1,800. That's about what it would cost you to fly a helicopter for an hour. He pointed out that drones are a more affordable way to supply the ever-increasing demand for video clips that can be posted on websites, and that the technology is well-suited for covering certain types of news events. Tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, massive traffic backups, stories like that, he says. We also spoke via email with Henry H. Parrott Jr., a professor at the Chicago-Kent College of Law and co-author of the 2016 book Domesticating Drones, the Technology, Economics, and Law of Unmanned Aircraft. He said that drones can add aerial coverage for stations and publications that couldn't afford a helicopter. Even for stations who can, he said, the main advantage is that every news crew can go out with one and decide when its coverage might be useful. And since drones are unmanned, journalists don't face the same risks that they would in news choppers. But drones also have limitations that give helicopters an advantage for other types of stories. Wade explained, for example, that the FAA prohibits operators from flying drones directly over people, which would make it difficult to get close to a massive protest rally or a celebratory parade for a sports championship win. Most drones' electric battery packs only allow them to stay aloft for 20 minutes, while helicopters can stay in the air for hours at a time. And FAA regulations require that the drone helicopters on the ground maintain visual contact with the unmanned aircraft. Drones, Waite points out, would have been ill-equipped to cover what is perhaps the most famous aerial footage story ever, 1994's two-hour police pursuit of football star-turned-murder suspect O.J. Simpson and his white Ford Bronco on the L.A. area freeway system. Newscopters were able to transmit live video of the chase, and it aired nonstop on TV viewers' screens. That's why there will probably be room for both copters and drones in journalism for the foreseeable future. Some news organizations, such as Jacksonville, Florida-based TV station WJXT, rely on both. We spoke with the station's vice president and general manager, Bob Ellis, in an email. He said, We use our Sky 4 helicopter here in Jacksonville to cover breaking news and to get to a scene quickly. But drones oftentimes provide far better pictures and can help tell a much better story. In our coverage after Hurricane Irma, we used drone footage to show damaged areas that showed exactly what happened far better than using a helicopter could. I believe there's a place for all these technologies to be utilized. I prefer to look at it from a content standpoint. What is the technology that helps best tell the story? Parrot adds, drones won't ever completely replace news helicopters. Because they're so much cheaper, they will be used in some markets instead of helicopters, and stations in big markets may renegotiate their helicopter contracts over time to use less helicopter time, filling the gap with drones. In the future, news organizations may use drones not just to capture dramatic aerial images, but to gather vast amounts of data from various angles to create virtual reality simulations. 
Eventually, for example, news consumers may be able to put on a VR headset and walk through a three-dimensional simulation of the ruins of a war-torn city on the other side of the planet. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tristan McNeil. For more on this and lots of other newsworthy topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.